Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. May apply. Gift cards are available. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, it's going to be a warm but wet Thursday all across the state of Wisconsin. Five minutes after five o'clock, it's a Thursday morning, the 21st day of November. How you doing? Getting all lined up for our gun deer season opening this weekend? Like I said to Stu yesterday, we thought we'd have tracking snow by the way things were looking earlier this month. Now it looks like we're going to be walking around in mud. And like I said, measurable rain coming down right now around the state. 52 is our expected high. It is going to stay cloudy and overcast all day long. Tonight we'll drop down to 25. That could make for some interesting road conditions, so be aware of that. Tomorrow, 35 are expected high. The sunshine will be back, but the temperatures will not. Friday, we're back up to 40. Sunday, 42. Monday, 43. So that's maybe the good news as we roll toward the weekend. We'll talk with Stu in about 15 minutes. Also up before 6 o'clock, a lengthy conversation with Tim O'Brien. He is a CBD oil vendor with the Healthy Place in Madison. Boy, there is a lot that consumers need to know when it comes to purchasing CBD oil and a lot that farmers need to know about the whole processing side of the industrial hemp industry. I'm going to let Tim educate us all on that after 5.30. Your local FS is member-owned, and that means when you buy our flagship brands like FS Envision and FS High Soy, you're actually buying seed from yourself. And you wouldn't sell yourself anything but the best, would you? In field after field, FS brands are out-yielding the competition. Talk to your local FS crop specialist about Envision corn or high soy soybean seed today. At harvest, you'll be glad you did. Envision and high soy are available exclusively at your local FS member company. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, they care about your community like you do. They believe the communities that support their athletes are the true champions. Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's been a long time that I've been in the ag journalism business, and every year we turn to Bob Crop who knows dairy pricing like very few other people in the United States. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And Pam, Bob has news for us about what he thinks might be happening in the dairy industry. Yep, you're right, Scott. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, you know, believe it or not, it might be welcome news for a change for Wisconsin's dairy industry. It's been a tough economic climate since 2018, 2019, and some would contend even before that. Josh Scramlin had a chance to catch up with Dr. Crop, Professor Emeritus on the UW-Madison campus, and get his thoughts on where we're headed with dairy prices. Josh? It's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report, and I know I'm not saying anything earth-shattering when I say that the last four and a half years have not been the kindest to agriculture. And don't get me wrong, every sector has seen its fair share of negativity and negative happenings, especially the dairy sector, and it's all the more prevalent because we are here in America's dairy land. But after four and a half years of negative news and not a whole lot to really look forward to, I think I've got some good news for you. And to explain the good news, I enlisted an expert. Bob Kropp, uh, Professor Emeritus and Dairy Marketing Specialist, University of Wisconsin-Madison. 
Dr. Kropp, so after four and a half years of not a lot of good news, you come in today, you come bearing positive news. What is some of that positive news? Well, we're seeing a very strong uh, comeback in milk price. started in July, but this fourth quarter here, we're seeing prices that approaching what we saw somewhere back in 2014. Uh, actually, we started out the year, talk about Class 3, the base price, about 1384 and we're going to be over 19 here in November. In fact, the futures market said we could hit 20, so that's quite a quite a rally, but that's that's nice prices. Uh, we need something well over 16 to return some profitability to farmers, and uh, we're now there and going beyond that. You touched on it a little bit, but uh, do you see this continuing into 2020? Yes, I just, you know, part of it is because of the four and a half years of lousy prices. Dairy farmers have lost a lot of equity. They have to uh, build back some of that before they think about, you know, growing or expanding. Uh, Also, uh, it's been a rough year crop-wise and harvesting, you know, forage quality and stuff. So I do not see milk production coming on real strong next year. USDA is looking for about a 1.6% increase. I think that might be a little high. So, uh, and uh, demand, domestic demand is pretty good. Actually, we could even see a little growth in exports next year simply because uh, all the major exporters, European Union, New Zealand, Australia, Argentina, are all experiencing milk production not growing very much. So that may open up a little more opportunity for the U.S. How have total head and milk per cow been looking over the last couple of years, and do you see any of that changing? Well, uh, you know, the trend line is like 1.2% a year, and uh, uh, we bounce up and down from that. Uh, it's been this year running uh, well below 1%. Up until September, for some reason, it showed a pretty good increase. But, um, you know, when prices are low, farmers are not pushing those cows for extra, you know, buy an extra production. No, I think you're looking like a 1% or so, one point, you know, trend line of production for cow. Weather can affect it a lot. You know, hot summer will knock it down. And I think this year, going 2020 this winter, we're going to see some uh, forage quality problems to do the bad year we've had, wet year that could impact production per cow. Now, Dr. Kropp, during your presentation, I jotted these numbers down real quick, so correct me if I'm wrong, but January 1, 2018, 8,801 herds in Wisconsin. January 1, 2019, 8,110 herds in Wisconsin. Is this a trend that is happening just in Wisconsin, or are you seeing it all across the U.S.? No, uh, last year, uh, the data we had all for 2018, uh, U.S., we lost uh, almost 8% of our dairy herds in Wisconsin last year. And that was close to almost an 8%, a 75 or so uh, across the country. So it's been uh, widespread, uh, not just here in Wisconsin. And uh, we don't have the data of what's going on this year for all those uh, states, but I hear reports that continue to decline. Uh, some states like Pennsylvania in the Northeast is they've really had a decline and much greater than we had here in Wisconsin. Uh, but all the states, whether you're talking about Michigan, you know, uh, uh, was growing real strong. And uh, last year, the production turned out because of low prices. Farmers left the industry. And so it's it's a national uh, trend. Yeah. Now, tell me, how have cheese and butter sales been looking? Well, uh, actually pretty good. I mean, uh, running uh, the data we have showing a good 1% or more growth in that. And uh, cheese particularly. Cheese today, we use uh, nationwide almost 60 percent of our milk today for cheese and that keeps it last year we set a new record of per capita cheese consumption it keeps on growing 
and we just heard a report here from car cheese plant the variety of cheeses that are that are out there so because of strong cheese growth uh, that has offset the continued decline in beverage fluid milk sales so we have a total growth in demand for milk now i want to talk about u.s dairy exports how does 2019 compare to 2018 well we we uh are overall exports have been lower if uh, we have the last data we have through august we'll soon have september but on a total solid spaces uh, uh we've exported a little over 14 percent of our milk production year 16. one that has held up pretty good though has been cheese exports uh through uh, January through uh, August, we've exported a little bit more cheese than we did here before. We have a big drop-off of non-fat, dry milk, butter's dropped off a considerable amount. But that has picked up because uh, Mexico has held in there pretty good. And we had some growth in Southeast Asia, uh, South Korea, for example, uh, that picked up some of the slack elsewhere. So cheese sales have been pretty good, exports have yeah, as you just mentioned uh, in your report, Mexico is uh, number one for U.S. dairy exports. Going down the list, what are the other big countries that we're exporting to? Well, so Mexico number one, and then, you know, of course, Canada, the falls are in right in two. But then you have uh, South America's picked up the Middle East, uh, Middle Middle uh, Middle East, uh, North Africa has been a big one. Uh, South Korea, I said, has been in there. Uh, Japan dropped off here, but Japan is a very large uh, buyer of, of cheese, and uh, we hopefully uh, work it out a, a new trade agreement with them that will continue them to be a major market for us. Now we're getting towards Christmas. I don't know about you. I eat a lot of food around Christmas. Well, basically year-round, but Christmas is a peak for me. How are cheese and butter stocks looking overall as we're heading into the holidays? Well, butter stocks are uh, about, well, the last we added through September 30th, is uh, plenty of butter there, about 7% more. Uh, one reason is uh, U.S. butter price has been quite a bit higher than world prices. We have attracted some imports, unfortunately. But che- the good news is cheese stocks are below a year ago. Uh, American cheese, which is all our cheddars and that, are running uh, about 4.5% lower. So, And we're seeing, that's why we're seeing uh, some pretty movement, upward movement in cheese prices here the last uh, couple of weeks and pushing up that milk price. Mm-hmm. And then before I let you go, we talked about 2020, but overall, dairy industry as a whole, how do you feel? 2020, 2021, you feel optimistic? Well, yes. I mean, we've been a rough time. We've had low price before, like in 2009, but we've never had four and a half years of really poor prices. So it's going to take a little while to recover. Uh, farmers are going to need a couple good years of milk prices just to get back to what they lost in equity and that from the last four and a half years. Dr. Kropp, thank you so much for your time. Okay, thank you. Again, that was Dr. Bob Kropp, Professor Emeritus at UW-Madison. And I also want to point out something that I did not talk about when I spoke with him, is he has forecasted milk prices for the year 2020, and this is what he's got. First quarter, Class 3 milk, 1730. Second quarter, 1720. Class 3, third quarter forecasted milk price, 1820. And the fourth quarter, 1870, which comes to an average of $17.85 for 2020. For reference, the 2019 estimated milk price was 1776 for Class 3 milk. So it's certainly encouraging as we head towards the end of the year and into 2020. Thank you so much to Dr. Kropp for his time. And from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
It's 3 a.m. Your home is freezing. No, it's not your furnace. It's your empty propane tank that your provider forgot to fill. Don't let this become your reality. Contact the propane experts at Insight FS. Ask them about their tank monitoring program that gives you 24-7 access to your tank levels. Insight FS also offers convenient contracting or budget billing programs. Don't get left in the cold. Let Insight FS bring the heat. Visit InsightFS.com for a propane expert near you. My name is Charles. I'm 38 years old. My name is Charles. I'm 38 years old. One day I had a sudden headache. I had a headache. Suddenly my arm went numb and I felt confused. My arm went tingly. I knew I was having a stroke. I didn't know what was going on. I told my wife and she dialed 911. I didn't want to miss work, so I went. The ambulance arrived just in time. I had a stroke on the bus. Because of quick response, today I'm on my way to a full recovery. Today I have partial paralysis. Seconds made all the difference. Seconds made all the difference. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You can make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is braid lost. For more information, visit PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. The value of your tractor is only as good as the dealer support it's backed by. And at Ziegler Ag Equipment, we're behind you every acre of the way. We don't just give you a product or a service. We give you our word, and we stand behind the brands we carry. Dependable brands like Fent, Challenger, Rogator, Interrogator, Massey Ferguson, and more. For information on all our products and service offerings, work with your Ziegler Ag sales rep or visit us online at Z-I-E-G-L-E-R-Ag.com to see our inventory of new and used machinery. If you've ever driven a tractor, you're her friend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Whatever you're driving this morning, it's going to get wet around the state of Wisconsin. Coming up on 519 now on a Thursday morning. And I guess considering the way the weather has been treating us since October, uh, probably a good thing that it is rain as opposed to snow. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us live via Skype. And man, boy, I'll tell you here in the Madison studios, the skies opened up just about right after I got in the building, closer to probably 2.30 this morning. Uh, but it was coming down hard enough i could hear it you know outside the building what's going on up by you uh it's raining i mean i'm looking at at what airports are reporting this morning you know the big reports aren't in i've got here at the fond du lac airport 36 hundredths of an inch 52 hundredths of an inch already at madison 47 hundredths at reedsburg 57 hundredths at lacrosse so it's raining out there and that rain coming down the radar indicating though that the heavier rain has been building over toward eastern Wisconsin already, uh, kind of sliding through the Oshkosh Fond du Lac area, heading over toward Plymouth and Sheboygan, and and further on down to the south, heading on from Janesville and further east. Lighter rain to the west, but still a fair shower over toward the Twin Cities. Is there snow with this? There is. Southwest Minnesota, up toward the far northeast part of their state, you know, Duluth Superior, the tip of Lake Superior. That snow is starting to mix in with that rain. I don't think any of us need to worry about that. Mostly we're talking of rain. And at least at Lacrosse and even Mauston, that rain should end this morning. The rest of us as we head toward midday or in the afternoon. But we could still 
pick up some additional tenth to quarter inch amounts, I think. So we're pushing up toward that half and three quarter inch range like I thought yesterday. So it is going to be on the wet side, but that all ends today. And as soon as you think about the rain ending over, we're going to hit the deep freeze. Yes, temperatures may drop a little bit this afternoon especially in the West, La Crosse and Boston, your temperatures will fall off this afternoon. They'll begin to drop even at Madison here yet later this afternoon. And it does get cooler overnight, below freezing. Back to above freezing tomorrow. Not a far piece above, but at least in the mid or upper 30s. That's not a bad way to head to a Friday. And by the weekend with some sunshine, we could be back up in the low 40s. So hopefully this rain isn't going to turn into a big sheet of ice anywhere, but there will be a little freezing tonight, and then it's not going to dry up all that quickly. Certainly we could use a lot more wind and sunshine and the like. At least we get some sunshine for a couple of days, and then I have to talk about that next chance, a little mix of rain and snow, that is. That possibility starting to, to edge in later Monday night, certainly around toward the day Tuesday, we'll have our next round of what could be some precipitation. I'll have forecast details let you know at least about mild temperatures right after this compere financial helped us get into our forever home they helped me expand more than acreage and helped our dairy grow for the next generation at compere financial we see potential in every plan our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges and our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way partner with us to make your goals possible compere.com Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company? Rural Mutual Insurance is offering a $2,000 signing bonus to new agents hired before December 2nd. That's right, a great career with a great Wisconsin company, plus a $2,000 signing bonus if you're hired before December 2nd. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash career. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, half inch in the hopper already. Stu, what else we got coming our way? Well, we'll still have more of that rain around clouds, even a little fog this morning, and rain, like I've said, ending yet later this morning, La Crosse and Mauston, midday at Madison in the afternoon to the east, an additional uh, tenth to quarter inch could be seen. Breezy, pretty nice, upper 40s, around 50, temperatures cooling earlier today at La Crosse, Mauston, even late afternoon at Madison will start dropping. South winds yet this morning, 8 to 18, and gusty become northwest as a cool front passes through this afternoon. There'll be some wind gusts, 30 to 35 miles per hour today. Cloudy skies early, clearing a bit tonight, dropping down to 25. Northwest winds 10 to 20, still gusting near 30. Mostly sunny Friday, cool, but hey, a day without rain. Mid-30s, I'd expect for highs. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Saturday and about 42. West winds at 5 to 10. A few more clouds Sunday, Pam, but still a nice day, lower mid-40s. So, you know, not cold. It's not going to be a big ice sheet, but it's going to stay damp for a couple of days. All right, good enough. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details you're looking for. Let me give you some details as far as current conditions around the state. First of all, everybody is waking up with with, uh, moisture, so let's start right there. La Crosse, you've got rain. You're currently sitting at 46 degrees. Mauston, rain and 46 degrees. Fond du Lac, rain and 45 degrees. Oshkosh, rain and 43. At the airport in Madison, well, now they say the rain has stopped, but on the west side, it's still raining, and currently 45 degrees. Coming up after 5.30, you know, it's uh, a new, shall we say, relatively new 
commodity for our Wisconsin farmers to be looking at industrial hemp. Uh, we've had a lot of interest in it. And it's not just about growing it. It's also been about processing it and obviously using it. The number one area our Wisconsin hemp goes to is CBD oil. Now, what do you need to know about CBD oil? How do you make wise decisions when it comes to using it? We have got a great conversation with Tim O'Brien from The Healthy Place, a CBD vendor, coming your way after 5.30. You stick around. This is The Farm Report with Pam Yonke. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help in identifying robbery suspects. On November 6th at 6.03 a.m., Madison Police officers responded to PLS check cashing at 2722 East Washington Avenue reference a robbery. An employee arrived in the morning to open PLS check cashing. While in the parking lot, she was approached by four masked men. At least one suspect had a handgun. The masked men ordered the victim to open the business as they proceeded to steal money from a safe. The victim described the robbers as black males in their teens. All wore mostly dark clothing to include hoodies and masks. Surveillance images of the robbers can be viewed on Madison Area Crime Stoppers' Facebook page. If you have any information regarding the identity of these suspects or information regarding this robbery, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. 
Here at Prairie Estates Genetics, we provide dairy farmers with high-quality silage minus the risks. You see, by combining our next-gen seed and next-gen forage management services, we're able to help dairy farmers improve harvest consistency, feed consistency, and milk production consistency. So why not do the same for your farm? Visit prairieestatesgenetics.com and see how you can make next year's harvest your best one yet. Prairie Estates Genetics, the future of forage is here. In the next 60 seconds, 156 people will be added to Earth's population. Many will face a life of poverty, hunger, and poor health. At some point, planet Earth may no longer be able to sustain our world's population. But overpopulation is not just a numbers game. It's also about a better quality of life, which includes access to basic health care, food, clean water, and a sustainable balance between people and our natural resources. If you think overpopulation is such a big problem that you can't make a difference, think again. Population Connection is the national grassroots organization that believes through education and information, individuals can make a difference. Take the time to make an investment in a better, safer, less crowded world. Even small choices can make an impact. To learn more, visit populationconnection.org. That's populationconnection.org. A public service message from Population Connection. You've always had an eye for photography. The magical lens recorded your most beautiful moments. This is Matt Gunderson with Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care. Be in charge of your ultimate selfie. It costs nothing to prearrange affordable options and plan your life celebration. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson I liked uh, the start of the series last week, uh, a, a statement win, Barry, on Friday night against, at, at that point, undefeated Notre Dame. And Saturday, it's looking good, too. You get it all the way to the extra session. Um, I mean, you when you were here last week, you still said, you know, split's always the goal, especially when you're playing a top-five opponent. But, boy, how how much do you get greedy then, and then do you have a little, you know, buyer's remorse on Saturday when you lose in overtime and you were, you know, literally seconds away from sweeping the third-ranked team in the country? Oh, I know. I was, but you're definitely bullish after Friday night. So, talking about the power play, they did made some changes, made some personnel changes on the power play, rotated some guys around, got some goals there on Friday night. And um, and then you turn around and you say, maybe they could end up with a sweep on a very, very good team. Notre Dame's a really, really good team. So, Came back Saturday. That could have, that could have gone either way. I hate to say it. It's Saturday. tough. You know, Cole Caulfield had a breakaway, it's just, and it's it was just, right just it was like inches away from mm-hmm. going in, and then all of a sudden, boom, they go down and, and pop one. So, I mean, it was a tough, tough loss. You know, they didn't even get a point out of it. I don't think they even got a, a point out of that uh, sort of overtime loss. Oh, yeah. The rules that they have in the Big Ten, so they needed to get in that next session to get at least a, another point out of it. So it's just a little bit salty, but the boys played well. At the end of the day, you know, when you look at the upcoming schedule, you got Minnesota, obviously, you can throw the records out of the window, as I was telling Nelly on the way up here, that uh, it just doesn't matter where the teams are in the nation. They'll just, it's going to be a battle either way. But you look at the schedule coming up, and, I th- and, and they just can't keep on splitting. As, and even Coach Granado said that we got to get, you know, strengths and wins well, here in the next six games. Over the, that was a good split against It Notre was, Dame, and though. they feel good about their yeah, game, but so that's a good thing. Step up. 
Barry, yep. that puck was just like centimeters away. If, if there was more people at the other end of the coal center, they could have yeah. <sighs> all just blown. They could have went in. The snow, you know, probably at the end of the period, a little bit too much God, snow there, too. That was a heartbreaking too. one on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's tough, tough. But uh, the, like I said, if it's if there's something to take out of it, at least they were playing uh, a good uh, up-tempo level of hockey, played a you know number fourth-ranked team, yeah. Notre Dame. They didn't have a loss coming in. Right yep. until Friday night. So well, and how about this, Barry? Speaking of the weirdness, Evo and I were talking about the college uh, football playoff that Penn State, you know, loses to Minnesota, but leapfrogs them in the rankings this week. Yeah. Notre Dame loses a game in this series, but actually moves up in the rankings. They go from four to three. So you, wow, not, yeah. Not only That's... did you get a win, you, you apparently you got a win against the third ranked team in the country, even though you beat them and they lose a game. Normally teams go down in the rankings when they lose. Notre Dame actually went up in the rankings. I think that week. says a lot about the calculations they got going with the rankings and that's and uh, the strength of schedule that the Badgers have. <clears throat> you know, they it seems to be uh, they've been playing ranked teams every single weekend until this weekend against Minnesota. So, that's a good thing. That's great that uh, you know, this that actually Notre Dame went up after splitting <laughs> on the road. It's great. It's a compliment for the Badgers then. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Barry, when it comes to this rivalry coming up, Back in your days, like what was it like when you knew you had this team coming in, or a team you didn't like, and you, what like what went through you guys' head all week? Uh, it's pretty intense. Uh, anytime you play, because it's uh, as I said before, and we, we've always said that every year we get together in this in the, uh, in the studio here when Minnesota and the Gophers are in, and play against the Badgers. You know, you grow up, you play against Minnesota teams as a youth player. You, you know, there's there's a sense of aura that maybe they're better than you or the state of uh, hockey, they call it, in Minnesota is better than Wisconsin. And that transcends even into the college programs, even though players are, there's Wisconsin players, there's Minnesota players on Wisconsin, you have players from Canada, but still there's just that, uh, you know, hatred, so to speak, between the Badgers and Gophers, and it's whatever it's in basketball or football, it just uh, it just puts it right on the field or the ice, so... It's a level of intensity. Like I said, it doesn't matter. It's almost like the New York Rangers against New York Islanders. It doesn't matter where they are in the standings. It is jam-packed. The crowd's into it. They're cheering, and it's going to be like that this weekend. Uh, visiting with our guy Barry Richter, uh, breaking out Wisconsin, Minnesota. I mean, yeah, and, you know, obviously, Barry, with, with the Big Ten, and, you know, we talked about this, and now the Big Ten's kind of got its own footing, right, that, you know, you're you're almost, you know, a decade into this thing. But, you know, go go back to when it started, and you, know, you go back to the, the WCHA days, because there was some Big Ten teams that now came over, but there was also a lot of non-Big Ten teams. So, I mean, did, did, did this rivalry change at all when, when that, or is it do you just pick right up now that it's the Big Ten? It's no different than, you know, back in the old WCHA days. I think the rivalry, you know, I think it's getting back to where it was. It definitely changed a little bit when the Big Ten came in just because of, you know, I think the intensity of the WCHA where the Minnesota Duluth and North Dakota, so it was just that much more important to win those games that you had against a rival opponent. So, you know, you've seen the attendance uh, dip a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, at, at Marinucci Arena for gopher games. I mean, games are going for $75 a piece for a college hockey game. You've seen a lot of the other colleges doing very well in Minnesota. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 now on a wet start to a Thursday morning. Coming up before 6 o'clock, CBD oil in the state of Wisconsin took off like a shot. But what consumers may not realize is there's a lot you need to know about what you're buying. And farmers need to know more about the cannabinoid processing side of things. Tim O'Brien, owner and operator of The Healthy Place, is going to educate us all on CBD oil, what farmers need to know, what consumers need to be aware of. That's up before 6 o'clock. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, 
Here's what's happening on a Thursday, 21st day of November. On this date, back in 1941, the Badger Army Ammunition Plant was established. If you have ever driven Highway 12 between Sauk City and Baraboo, you've driven past the remnants of it. The plant actually operated intermittently over a 33-year period to produce single and double-case propellants for cannons, rockets, and small arms ammunition. It was uh, put to sleep March of 1975, but it started on this date, 1941. And on this date, 1941, Tweety Bird made its debut in a cartoon called A Tale of Two Kitties. And now you know. Well, we want you to know that the Thanksgiving meal this year is going to be very affordable. Yesterday, the American Farm Bureau Federation came out with their market basket survey on what we can expect to pay. And according to their survey... The price on the Thanksgiving feast up only a penny compared to last year. The average cost to feed 10 all of the Thanksgiving fixins, $48.91 or less than $5 per person. The Thanksgiving bird is going to cost a little less this year. Farm Bureau estimating the cost on the turkey down about 4% from last year. The only foods that showed just a little bit of a tick up this year compared to last, the dinner rolls, the sweet potatoes, and believe it or not, milk. The American Farm Bureau Federation survey said that despite all the prepared foods that you see advertised, 92% of their survey respondents said that they would make their entire meal at home. It's 537. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Your local FS is member-owned, and that means when you buy our flagship brands like FS Envision and FS High Soy, you're actually buying seed from yourself. And you wouldn't sell yourself anything but the best, would you? In field after field, FS brands are out yielding the competition. Talk to your local FS crop specialist about Envision corn or high soy soybean seed today. At harvest, you'll be glad you did. Envision and high soy are available exclusively at your local FS member company. Just a quick look at markets in overnight trade, which are pretty quiet. December corns up a half at 367 and a quarter. January soybeans down a quarter at 904 and three quarters. December wheat's down three and a half right now at 512. So is the July new crop down three and a half at 519 and three quarters. Barrel and block cheese were unchanged yesterday in Chicago. The double A butter that dropped a penny and three quarters to 204 and three quarters per pound. December milk closed a nickel stronger on Wednesday at 1844. January milk that was up three at seventeen ninety six a hundred weight. Nothing has traded in overnight activity. Coming up next, buyer beware. The CBD oil took off like a flash here in the state of Wisconsin. But there's a lot of things consumers need to know about that product, and equally, farmers need to know about the processors of that product. Stick around. Tim O'Brien from the Healthy Place going to educate us all on that next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Selecting the right alfalfa variety is more commitment than choice. 
I'm Shannon Latham, and because alfalfa has a long-term impact on your bottom line, Latham alfalfa products are uniquely built for greater yield potential, pest resistance, and unmatched forage quality. All to give growers options that thrive in local growing conditions, whether you produce cash hay or feed on farm. Commit to success in your alfalfa fields. Talk to your local Latham sales rep, see us at LathamSeeds.com, or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Bring on more acres with the all-new Lexian 8000 and 7000 series combines at Ziegler Ag Equipment. These machines were built to cut through acres with an expanded capacity system for 10% more throughput and the industry's largest grain tank with faster unloading speeds. And optimize your cutting and feeding performance with the right header for the job, like the new Convio Flex Draper from Kloss, offering more visibility, more simplicity, and more efficiency. Ask your Ziegler sales rep for more information because you can't put more hours in the day, but you can put in more acres. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Throwing at the crack of dawn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. So many people that are curious these days about some of the byproducts from our industrial hemp industry. We've got clothing, we've got uh, different food products, and we've got CBD oil. I thought we'd try to investigate a little bit more on the CBD oil specifically. Tim O'Brien's in studio with us. Uh, You might have known him as the proprietor of Apple Wellness. Now it's the healthy place with multiple locations around the Madison area. Tim, before we get into some of the CBD-specific questions I've got for you, tell me a little bit about how you got into uh, the CBD oil. I think you know, you've always been involved with uh, the natural food business. It seems like it would yeah. go hand in hand. You know, you know uh, my mom fought through cancer when I was uh, four or five years old, and much of her recovery was through natural means. So as a little tyke, I, I was uh, exposed to the, the natural world. And then growing up, uh, that kind of inspired my mom. So we were always getting some concoction for a cold or some sort of natural uh, uh, lozenge, you know, so to speak. And so right out of high school, I, I jumped into the the natural industry working uh, with GNC and found I loved uh, helping people, loved finding natural solutions. And, you know, you see enough of this with uh, the opiate epidemic and people trapped on uh, 17 different medications. And you start to see uh, people getting off of those meds and finding natural alternatives that don't have those side effects. It's sort of inspiring. So uh, my wife and I decided to open uh, Apple Wellness, which is now the healthy place uh, in 2010 uh, with our first store over in Fitchburg. And uh, it, it's just that passion, that inspiration has kind of grown from uh, that place, those beginnings. And my goodness, has it been two and a half years now since the CBD explosion? And funny enough, I didn't want really to carry CBD oil in the beginning because 
like many others, I thought it was marijuana, you know, in the first first days. And, you know, I didn't want to be getting people high and <laughs> that sort of thing. And so uh, it took me uh, some of my heroes in the industry and some uh, education on my part to say, uh, hey, Tim, if you want to really truly help people, you need to take a peek at this CBD because it's helping people. So I very cautiously brought a little bit in my store, you know, tried it out. Okay, I didn't get high. And uh, I started uh, recommending it to customers and the results were very cool. And that's where I said, okay, my goodness, this is helping people. And uh, then, you know, the rest is history because I exploded in uh, my passion for it and recommending it to uh, my customers for such a variety of different things because of how it strengthens the whole body. And then from a marketing side of thing was like, I'm right place, right time. We have the stores in place. We have the history with our community to be a trustworthy source because there's such the wild west out there when it comes to supplements in general and especially CBD right now. There's bad, good, better, best. And so then we just marketed it more and more, and here we are uh, selling a ton of it. <laughs> yeah, well, and like you said, uh, industrial hemp, CBD oil, all the byproducts, it's been an explosion in the agricultural community too, if not just interest, obviously for market potential. So tell me, you mentioned about uh, being very careful about the CBD oil that you will uh, use, that you will brand. So tell me about that side of the industry, Tim. How Are there a lot of vendors out there? How do you vet your vendors to make sure you're getting the best? Yeah, good good question. Uh, one thing, buyer beware, everybody will say they are the best. They will all be trying to sell what they have. They're all trying to sell to me to sell to you. And uh, truth be told, they're not all the best. So you need to know that FDA does not uh, inspect, does not govern the supplement world, which includes CBD oil. And with that being said, you need to work with brands that pay the extra money to prove third party that they are who they say they are. So uh, there is uh, five main things that we look for as we're vetting brands and where they're sourced from is important. You know, is it China or is it uh, Wisconsin now? Organic hemp from Wisconsin. Is uh, it the price point? Is it being, you know, there has been uh, two, three, four times the charge that a product should be charged for. And is the price competitive? People are paying way more in certain situations or they're paying very little for something that's not worth anything either. So it can go both ways, either too cheap or too much. Uh, that can be a sign of uh, not not so good. So competitive pricing, that's a big point. Uh, cannabinoid content, you know, does is it just a CBD isolate? Is it stripped down to barely nothing uh, where it's just an isolate? Or is it what they call full spectrum or broad spectrum? Does it have those extra cannabinoids in there? Uh, cannabinoid content is huge when looking for a good quality brand. Terpene content, that's essential oils from the hemp plant. You can have a CBD product with no terpenes, or you can have with a rich terpene blend. So that's another important point. And then that third-party testing I mentioned, uh, every single batch of a company, every batch should be tested third-party for uh, uh, analysis. That COA, Certificate of Analysis, you may have honest processors, you may have an honest farmer, and what has happened was an accident, and there is not enough in the bottle. We had that happen three times last year. 
And uh, I'm proud to say we were able to recognize that because of our third-party testing, and we were able to send those batches back to the manufacturer. There was honest mistakes there. Everybody along with the uh, manufacturers are learning how to process this and how to bottle it and how to measure it, and there's dials that can go higher or lower. I mean, that's out of my league. but um, And we had to send three of those batches back. The label claims were not accurate. So we sent them back. Manufacturer made it right to get a good product. And there's... There's frustration there, you know, when when you got to send product back and you're out of stock and you're losing money and uh, but it's the right thing to do. So those are the big five. Those are the big five: sourcing, competitive pricing, cannabinoid content, terpene content, and third-party testing. Those are the big five. And let's talk a little bit about what I can expect from CBD oil. When you have a customer that comes in for the first time, uh, how do you evaluate? How do you help them find uh, the? Because, like you said, there's a lot of different opportunities with CBD oil. How do you help them? Tune in on what they could use, what they should use. Yeah, good question. So it's almost like an interview process when a customer comes in, you know, hey, how's it going? What do you got going on? What have you tried? Uh, okay, you're suffering chronic pain, you know, for example. We'll ask them, well, how bad is the pain? One to one to ten, you know, how therapeutic do we want to be here with this customer? And so we'll find out where they're at, what they've tried. Um, finances are a big part of this because this stuff can get expensive, not just CBD oil, but other supplements. So we're sensitive to that. And when it comes down to it, you know, if somebody is suffering, then we will encourage more therapeutic approaches. And uh, if the uh, uh, price points are okay, we'll encourage people to do a higher concentration of CBD oil. And you can always take a small amount of a higher concentration since it's in a liquid form. So you can still be very sensitive to the individual, but much of the time they need a stronger dose to get that inflammation down. So where is this going, Tim? I mean, as many things, uh, it's new, it's exciting. Not only my farmers are excited to grow it, a lot of people are excited to try to use it, and we see more and more of that market opening up. Where do you see it going? Help my farmers understand, is this for real? Is this a long-term business model that we can start really working with? Maybe the bankers will come around in the future. Where do you see it going from your side of the industry? Good question. So, boy, and I don't know if I'll have the perfect answer there, but I'll, I'll try. It's important to understand that the FDA is not on board with CBD right now in general. So they still have it classified as a medicine. It's a drug um, which, according to their standards, still cause CBD illegal from their standards. The Department of Justice, the Farm Bill, all of that has made it legal. But according to the FDA, it's still illegal. So it's still in this area where the FDA could make some really big moves that could halt the supplement CBD industry. So, you know, there is definitely in the back of my mind every day waiting for that letter from the FDA saying you need to cease and desist, you know. So that is possible. I want people to know that. Uh, is it probably going to move, continue growing and moving forward? Yes, that's my opinion based on the information. Uh, I think it's going to keep growing at large. What the farmers though, you know, it's kind of interesting because – on the retail sector, it's being saturated, and yeah, it's been really good for business, but right now, everybody and their mom is selling CBD oil, so it's a saturation, and every retail location that's selling CBD oil is not increasing their CBD sales. It's not this forever hockey stick uh, going upwards. That was last year. You know That is past now, so it's not an explosive 
uh, situation like it was last year. And so same with the farmers. And now we have a saturation of farmers growing it because everybody thinks it's the green gold. And there is, you know, people almost like uh, leaving a baby on a front porch or leaving their crop on the processor's doorstep saying, can you help me? And a lot of them are in trouble. I mean, it's it's not this picture perfect situation right now. It's a saturation. Do you see enough processors in Wisconsin? You know, Tim and I were talking off air about the number of people that applied for the permit. We had 800 to 900 farmers that dropped seed in the ground in 2019. I don't know. I think they were estimating somewhere around 4,000 or more acres that may have been harvested. So are, is the processing side of this industry going to be able to keep up or do they have a little bit of cold feet at the overwhelmed portion? Yeah, they are too. I mean, first off, the price is getting driven down, which should be nice on the retail side. We should see the price go down there for the consumer uh, in the next maybe six months. But uh, there is not enough processors. They're not – the better way for me to say it would be there's not enough buyers. When you – what the farmers need to understand is you don't just – you know, uh, grow the crop and sell it to a processor and you're done, the, ultimately it has to end up in somebody's home. It's a product. And if you don't have a buyer for those oils, the processor is not going to want it and you're not going to be able to sell it or you're going to have to sell it for very cheap. So, you know, I was chatting with one very successful processor in Wisconsin and he only services three farms. And he's very successful in Wisconsin, only services and can service three farms. That does tell you something right there. Now, and I don't know, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. What is that processor paying for a pound of yeah. industrial hemp that's going to be used specifically for CBD oil? Yeah, you know, so it typically, you know, these processors, the ones that are doing a little bit better, will buy, you know, maybe a thousand pounds at a time. And that's going for maybe $45 a pound. And when you – and that depends on the CBD content. So that would be for, say, 17 18% CBD in the crop. Well, I – Another family friend here that just uh, harvested their hemp crop had about an 8% uh, CBD content and you know that's going to go for about $30 a pound. So it's still – you know, from what I understand, I don't know much about farming. That's still a better price than soybeans, corn oh, oh, yeah. and all of that. Right. It's but, just can you find somebody to give you $30 a pound for it? And that's the part that I we, we do not ha- always have that end buyer. Hmm. There's not enough demand for the CBD oil. Well, we are going to have to chat with him again. Tim O'Brien in studio with us. As you can tell, a gentleman that's uh, dedicated a lot of his professional career to the natural world, as he said, those natural supplements that we sometimes overlook uh, versus a prescription. Or, as I said, the new latest and greatest that many people seek out, that's CBD oil. And like he said, farmers beware. If you uh, think that this is the answer to your prayers as far as a crop is concerned, be careful. It's expensive to get in, and it's also one that you better have a contract ready to go before you drop that first seed. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally want to be a resource. So if anybody has questions on anything, please feel free to contact our stores. Doesn't mean you have to buy anything. Tim at apple-wellness.com. Tim at apple-wellness.com. I have uh, viewed myself, Pam, as kind of, you know, found myself as a part of this history of the hemp explosion in Wisconsin, and I've become pretty passionate about it. So anybody that I can help, uh, if you've got questions on it, I will tell you what I can, or I can direct you to the people that maybe can help you. So love you guys. <laughs> well, we're all in this together one Seriously, way or the other. Yes. That is for sure. All right. Very good. Tim O'Brien, like you said, formerly the Apple Wellness Store, now the Natural Place. And please use him as your resource. We will for future conversations. I'm Pam Yonke.
This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 